I just can't figure out if it's because you're advanced or because I'm stunted. You take the red pill. You stay in wonder. I am McLovin. You do not talk about Fight Club. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Glacé Film Club podcast. Yes, here we are once again to dive into everything film-related, but as you might have noticed from the title, we're back to another special episode today. I've been teasing them for weeks, if not months, and we are going to start another series of conversation episodes. Yes, we've done a lot of film reviews for you recently, and don't worry, they're not going anywhere anytime soon, but we've got a lot of great guests lined up over the coming months, so we can reignite some of those creative conversations and talk about everything film tv video related and we'll see where these chats take us and today to kick us off we've got a pair we've got two of them it's tom reen and hayden rogers filmmakers been collaborating with each other for quite a few years now and works in a whole host of different areas in film and video Tom focuses on drone operating, camera operating, as well as the production side of things, whilst Hayden is a director of photography as well as an editor. They've just wrapped on a feature film together, which we chat about during this episode, and they've worked on a lot of different projects over the years, and what got me very excited during this episode is there's a lot of big plans they've got coming up over the coming month and over the next year. That got me very excited and they teased them, get us into that. But not only that, we go back to the beginning where they started, how they got into film. I know you all love hearing about that and they've got a few fun anecdotes along the way. I was left feeling very inspired and invigorated by this. I don't think you can escape that excitement from both of them as they tell you what they've been up to and what they have got planned. I really love this conversation. I've been wanting to speak to these two for quite a while since we met a few years ago at Worcester Film Festival we've been collaborating since and we've got some great plans with them together as well but this episode is all about them so i'll stop babbling on now and leave it to it this is tom reen and hayden rogers hello everybody welcome to another episode of the glacé film club podcast and yes of course today we're having a little chit chat a conversation i'm joined by tom and hayden hello guys welcome i've been very excited about this chat for a while we've been threatening to do it here we are we're gonna have a lovely film conversation how are you both doing great yeah good good yeah uh, we definitely didn't have a false start Um, no that didn't happen that didn't happen Um, this has been clean straight in as as anything that we do together is (laughs) (laughs) but a bit of context for the listeners um we met about a year and a half ago worcester film festival which is now very close to my heart um and we were um obviously chatting on the night and Tom, I know you've got a little anecdote you can share with us later of us uh, singing in the toilets together. Form the the friendship, the bond, Apparently the film so. partnership. Yeah. There's nothing like singing in the toilets to get that going. Um, but here we are now. We've uh, shared some uh, film memories together. And I'm uh, looking forward to chat about how you both got into it and your future aspirations as well. But without further ado, I often get criticised for babbling on too much at the beginning of these because I've realised it's not all about me. This is about you two guys today. So I want to open up a nice little entry into this conversation. I'll start with you, Tom. Um, How did you get into the world of film, video, production? How did you get drawn in as the passion for it? And then how has it led you to actually working in the industry? Uh, so I've I've always liked making little videos at home. So when I was younger, I did skateboarding. Always used to film myself and my friends and make little videos from that. Um, and then also videos of the family, videos of the dog, all that sort of stuff. So always had a passion for sort of creating films, but never did it in a, on a professional level. Um, and then sort of as time went by, I'd had a few different companies. And I was quite settled in a surveying company and I thought oh, it'd be really funny if I bought a drone and just sort of get paid to fly this thing around and go on to like maybe a real film set and all this sort of stuff and my first job almost my first job I did some commercial stuff first but it was a feature film which is where I met Hayden who was B-cam yeah operator was B-camming at the time and uh, apparently doing some VFX but you know. yeah <laughs> and uh, yeah so got, got it into it Got into it from then. So, yeah, I did some small commercial stuff. Then ended up, we headed up second unit 
mm. as well as B camp. We and expanded, then, didn't we? B team. Yeah. Yeah. And since then, we've done more commercial work. Uh, we've just invested in another cinema camera. So we've got A and B cinema camera, which is quite cool. And uh, yeah, just working for people such as yourselves. Well, we're collaborating. We keep looking yeah. to collaborate more and more, which has been highly joyous. Um, but you said, so in terms, you didn't have any kind of like formal training in terms of this. And you said you were making videos when you were younger. You just bought a drone, gave that a go, got on a film set. How were you honing your skills in at this point? Um, well, I, so yeah, when I, when I got onto the film set, I'm quite a hands-on person. And I've always found that I take quite quickly to things. So uh, I got there and it was like a whirlwind. I'd never never seen anything quite like it. There was like 40, 50 people just sort of running around this one farm. Yeah. All, all held to leather sort of a thing. Didn't really know what to do with myself. I'd only ever met the director um, and his girlfriend. So tried to find people that I knew. <laughs> Couldn't. Because obviously he was quite busy elsewhere, so I, I got stuck in with what everyone else was doing. So I, I got roped into doing some prop work and I was trying to help out. And I remember that, that, that first day, actually, I was meant to be flying the drone um, within, in a scene. And it would have been the first time that I'd ever flown like an FPV drone around other people in this sort of setting. So I was really nervous. Yeah, and um, we went through take after take and just something wasn't quite right. So I was sort of stood on the sidelines anxiously waiting and then never got used but I had got stuck in with everything else they said that I was really useful so I ended up going every single day I was asked to to sort of turn up and be like a super runner with uh, some someone else on set had the same sort of ethos so that's what we did. Um, I suppose there's a lot of that in film like a lot of people I chat with obviously there's the kind of formal education side of film that some people go down but a lot of it is like just quite literally getting hands-on meeting new people and learning from that but just diving into it and figuring it out because there's so many different avenues to go down it's just kind of figuring it out as you go and that's kind of one of the beauties of people coming together doing it collaborating so that that's good to hear that that's kind of um how you've developed what about you hayden how did you kind of um get into it no you've got a bit of a music background as well haven't you yeah well i was in bands for years so um my drummer, actually, funny enough, I know, and I was telling a different story earlier, um, but he he studied it formally at university. Um, so some of my earliest memories were being in music videos, which is a very intense thing. And, you know, he, he managed to get, like, crews of 20, 30 people. And for me, my interest was in what cameras they were using and what they were doing and what the hell they were talking about, you know. Um, so that kind of led me to kind of be quite interested in, you know, how to make films and that kind of thing. But I think it was a few years before I started actually thinking about doing it. Um, and I think the first time that I ever gave it a go was just on my phone. Uh, and we were like Tom, you know, no formal education or anything, but that's it. yeah, you know, classic, but you know, we, we were out um, skiing and, um, my brother's a ski instructor and unlike me, he's amazing in front of the camera. Like I get very nervous, uh, like right now, <laughs> um, <laughs> telling any, any kind of anecdote, but um, he's just amazing in, in front of the camera. He comes alive. He's very confident. Um, and he's kind of like, um, have you ever seen people just do nothing? Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, he's kind of like grinder. He gets into the grinder character Love um, or David Brent, you know, that kind of office humor. Okay. And that's something that's like, super ingrained into me but I'm the awkward one I'm the nervous one so you know um which uh it's mainly when I'm being filmed or recorded like otherwise I'm I'm quite gregarious um but also I'm, I'm a bit of a shut-in so I don't know it's, it's a bit of a strange thing but anyway I digress we were out there and we were um they were kind of had they had this joke where they bragged about how good they were and then they went and uh, messed up a trick on on purpose and that was kind of the thing um and they all wore, wore this uh, Kilimanjaro stuff and it's like this branded gear that they had so we called it um Kilimanjaro and that was the first thing I ever made and it was literally a GoPro my phone but we just set up interviews uh and him and his mate Eric were just so funny um so natural they had um this kind of 
thing they just gelled you know um they had this click um sorry maybe the energy drinks <laughs> 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 delivery strikes back <laughs> wow um apologies uh and yeah we ended up making something uh that they thought was really funny um and it ended up it didn't go online or anything but it just ended up making its rounds around the mountain uh and it kept coming up and people go, oh, did you make this thing? And I'm like, yeah, 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 I made Kilimanjaro. And, and it gave me this bug and I was like, right, okay, I really enjoyed that. Um, and I think the next week I went and bought a Blackmagic. Uh, it was the Blackmagic 1. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's the box thing. Um, and it, and it's, it was like a 1080p. Um, but it delivered like quite a nice image for the time. I think this is about five or six years ago. It was old back then, but... Uh, I got that, I got like a shoulder rig and uh, my mate then bought a boom and a couple of my other mates were like, got some other equipment and we just went out and did a, I can't remember what we did first, but we ended up doing another documentary with uh, you and my brother um, and it was following them around Scotland uh, and similar setup to Kilimanjaro, but it was a bit more on the real end, you know. Uh, okay but it, it had very funny bits. I guess there was always a kind of element of comedy in the filmmaking that I was involved with, which was mainly documentary based, I guess, but it was very much a passion on the side of my uh, full-time job. So for me now, it's very much a privilege to be able to do this as my full-time job. Um, there are months where we're like, well, I'm, I've been like, man, yeah, I really need to, especially when we have a table day and we put all of our gear, yeah. which we need to do again. Yes, we, we did. did this last yeah. year. We put every single piece of equipment we own onto a table mm -hmm. and then took some pictures of it. We're yeah. Like, Whoa. Whoa. I used to film things on a Nokia N95. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, I don't know what the first, what, what I, what the phone was that I did on that first project, what, what, uh, what maker phone it was, but, um, it just goes to show though you, and I did watch it the other day and I quite liked it. You know, it's pretty rough around the edges, but you know, all the equipment, the peripheries, the table that we put together, it's kind of not what filmmaking is and filmmaking really is about your imagination uh your discipline and your craft uh and the discipline part of it is just the time you put in to learning it if you haven't had formal education like me and tom then you in terms of filmmaking anyway um <laughs> not entirely uneducated. not entirely uneducated. <laughs> you went to school yeah I think so. in school. Yeah. yeah yeah well i didn't yeah no i did i did that's a lie um but uh you can make this work you can do filmmaking but I'll tell you now it is not easy and it takes every day working at it and you'll still get onto a set and be absolutely humbled especially if you're working with people that are used to working on big sets and all of that research that you've done and whatever you suddenly realize like oh man this was so much harder than I thought and I know less than I thought I did because uh, you have that uh, it's the Dunning-Kruger effect. I don't know if you've heard about that, Marcus. It's that feeling when you just start something and you have that overwhelming feeling of, of confidence. And I think I got that from, you know, my early days. And then you realise as soon as you get onto a big set that... I don't know what I'm doing. I don't doing. know what I'm doing. You know, I got on set that first day on Bad Things, you know, um, and your experience sounded kind of relatively similar. And I was just there... Um, and I was like, okay, yeah, right, this is cool. And then um, Jeremy, the DP, he's a great DP, a great guy. He, he just like, he was like, right, okay, uh, you know, blah, 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 right. So, okay, yeah, and speed and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And I was like, <sighs> and I said something wrong. And he was just like, no, not that, this. And, that. and I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. And, uh, and I think I messed up a couple of times there and I just... I went home that day and I just thought, what, what am I doing? Like, I've just, yeah. I quit my job the day before. Okay. Before getting, wow. just to put, give this context, uh, you know, because don't have a plan B. Uh, I think it's Arnold Schwarzenegger who said that in some sort of motivational speech. Uh, it sounded good at the time, you know, there's Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> like, yeah, like, and then I'm like, oh my God, what have I done? Um, but, you know, I kept with it and I still have days where I'm like, oh my God, what, what am I doing? <laughs> Um, but I think that's just kind of like the, the everyday, um, I, th I think that brings us up to now. I've been on several projects since, um, including like history documentaries and 
Uh, me and Tom have done films. stuff together more on the commercial end. Um, and sh- good, a few short films now as well. Yeah, short films are probably the, the funnest. Every thing. single time we'll prep, like hours and hours of prep, and it makes everything go really well on set. But always that first day when you turn up, it still feels like, can I remember how to switch this camera on? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's the simplest part of it, isn't it? I suppose turning it yeah. on. Uh, from yeah. that point onwards, yeah, yeah. you're. You're no, it's good. And, and just what I said to say on that, like, I really like the anecdote you said there of going skiing because I think that sums up a lot of what I feel about the whole world of kind of film and video is, yeah, you, the technical element can grow and you can get new equipment, you can learn how to use it, you can dial in, in different techniques, but it all comes down to you've got to have the passion for it, you've got to have the energy and the commitment to dive in and do it. And exactly what you said there of that feeling you got when people around the site were like, oh, did you make this? Did you make that? Like that impact of what you created had on other people. I think that really resonates. And a lot of people I speak to say, that's what? film is to them and that's what motivates them to do more because it is something that has come out of you or come out of a group of people and has affected someone else and I think that's what it has the power to do but that's why it inspires us to go on so it's great to hear kind of that's how you got into it it wasn't necessarily thinking oh it looks fun operating a camera or it looks fun being on a set it was like okay we created something here how do I do this more and I totally get what you mean as well that feeling of um, it's still often now you feel like oh what am I doing on some days but I think that's the whole point of it because Mm. with film and video you're constantly pushing yourselves into unknown areas because if you weren't you wouldn't be creating anything new so you have to feel uncomfortable with it Mm. Uh, and if you didn't you you wouldn't be going after it so yeah that's fascinating it's fascinating to hear but in terms you said that you two working on um a few bits together. I was just intrigued to know a bit more about how you two started collaborating, working together, and and how does that set up um, go now? What type of projects are you working on together? Yeah, okay. Um, Can you remember? I I think I do. I remember. It was on Bad Things. Yeah. I think... um, About the second unit day. No, because I think we were talking about doing stuff before then. Yeah. I mean, mean, I I was thinking about we, we met on that on a debt on just a round of that i think you it was the first day you were on set we i were, think was it the first day yeah, yeah. and um we're doing the shootings so. you had all the drones and i think you're like oh do you want to see a bunch of drones that was one of the days <laughs> i can't remember exactly but <laughs> look um, at this and uh, i was like yeah <laughs> just know, nine drones in yeah the back of a car. nine drones come on and uh and you know for me drones were terrifying because on one of those documentaries in scotland i flew a drone for the first time and it just blew away uh, <laughs> towards the sea uh, which was humbling another one of those humbling situations but um talking about, yeah actually collaborating outside of it i suppose we we did we formed this second unit because i had to go away for for a bit for some reason and then um another friend of ours matt and and tom then became b team um, because we were, you were focus pulling for me for a bit. And I then, remember how it happened. Yeah, go on. So I remember you talking on set about having to be picked up, and I said, well, I'm yeah. literally driving past your house. Yes. So we right. started going to the film set every single day together and then going home together and going to the pub or whatever. So, yeah, we had lots and lots of time to chat, and I think we were just really aligned in our sort of ethic and vision. So... Yeah, I think that was it, wasn't it? It was just like conversations in the car and at the pub, to be fair. Mm. Um, and and we were in a short film within the film because we ended up doing <laughs> bad, meta. bad bails. Bad bails, yeah, bales, indeed. Bales. Yeah. Like the phone films, Marcus, I'm going to be honest, have never really stopped since that yeah, first time. Yeah, they're still going. Yeah, there's been, I will probably send you a few of them uh, if, if you wish, you know, because I don't I'd really... I'd love to share well, some out, I'd love to. Marcus knows firsthand because... What, As, well, I do know firsthand eels. after... Um, eels, after yeah. The, eels. The production You've been involved eels. in one. So, you know, uh, yeah. So, yeah, never really stopped. So Bad Bales was one of them. Um, yeah. And it's... Uh, quite hard to describe what really happens in Bad Bales, if anything, but... It's uh, a mockumentary about a hay farm. See this guy? He just, he can sum it up. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll it. waffle on for a bit and then Tom just like, <laughs> sums it. Um, but yeah, it, yeah, so we, we kind of, um, we progress from there and then at some point we kind of, um, 
I think, was it the furniture stuff that was the first, like... I think what we both decided was that we really enjoyed what we were doing. Yeah. And that we definitely wanted to carry on doing it. I remember yeah. us having conversations quite early on saying definitely. that we, we need to push hard into this industry. Like, this is too good an opportunity to yeah. miss out on. Yeah, definitely. And we kind of just, like, we've got two... We've got, well, I've got many different skill sets, but we've got skill sets that are complementary, but also, I think, where each of us is weak, the other is strong. And I mm. think that's a really good thing that you need if you're going to have... Uh, you're you know, good at being stoic <laughs> and not worrying about things, whereas I'm quite... Sometimes. <laughs> I think maybe you think that that's more... Yeah, maybe I put that out, but, you know, inside I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm going to die. This is the worst. But, you know, yeah. that's... Uh, that's There's the... effective use of the screen pillow. Yes, the screen pillow. Right, if you're struggling with being stoic, you can just... Or anything, really... You just grab one of these and just... <laughs> and everything's fine. See? Um, yeah. For the, for the benefit so, of the tape, that was Hayden screaming into a pillow. Yeah. We, we do, we do, yeah. See, we do this a lot. We digress. But um, I think, yeah, we, we had a philosophy that we sort of agreed upon and we found that that just swept us away into projects, actual real-world projects. I think the first... Um, we did, obviously, we've done a couple uh, for yourselves. Um, uh, well, I was on the one anyway, which was really, really good uh, and really fun. And I think we got some lovely, I really liked the look of the interviews there. You know, it was uh, it's one of those things you go to, it was at a dentist, you know, they had, um, I was really happy to find that not every room was um, completely white because <laughs> that's yeah. a DP's nightmare. So it was kind of nice and we got some nice looking Helped shots. by moving a potted plant around. That potted plant changed yeah. the whole game. We needed that the other day on yeah. the... Uh... I think we might have to invest in a company potted plant like that because it it saves the day on numerous occasions. Yeah, just have it? one in your bag, you know, because you're like, what is it? What's missing? Yeah, a potted plant. Yeah, you know. done. Have a few. Have you know, have a cactus maybe? Yeah, or a terrarium. If people take anything from this, it's invest in a potted plant that you can use on set if, on a long term yeah. basis. If your audience takes anything away, you from can this, have that's... a red komodo, and it'll mean yeah. nothing if you don't have like a begonia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. there's the quote from the episode. <laughs> there, that's going to be the promo. Well. Incredible. <laughs> I just wanted to, before we got too far away from it, I just wanted to yeah. go back a bit to what you were talking about about the feature film because I think that's yeah um, a fascinating insight because a lot of people, including myself, my experience in video and film is especially when you are starting out and developing, you get a lot of experience in shorter form content. But as you said, there you've you learned a lot and experienced a lot of things you didn't. Um, encounter previously on a, a big set with a lot of people so could you just tell us a little bit about what it was like working on that film and give us a bit of insight into the film itself and kind of um, what you what was the journey like of shooting a feature it was because um, that's that's been ongoing for a year so it's been a nice long both of us being like properly stuck in the deep end surrounded yeah. by other people that are really good at their jobs and I've always found that that's a really good way to progress your own skill set is to surround yourself with people that are actually better than you at what you do because mm. yeah. it's so easy to learn especially in a practical environment like that mm. um, but yeah no certainly it's a far cry from like two two person shoots and all that sort of stuff there's a lot more going on a lot of wrangling needed. Hmm. You can see why ADs are required uh, as soon as you get above like sort of five, six, probably less than that actually. Yeah, yeah. To yeah. be fair, like three or four people, it can get it can get chaotic, can't it? Yeah, we we do quite well because we manage ourselves on smaller shoots. Even if we've got other people with us, yeah, we're both able to sort of direct and assistant direct at the same time. But certainly, when it comes to that level everyone having their key roles and that machine being pushed along by an individual who understands everything coming in from all the heads of units is super important. Um, but yeah, a really good opportunity to learn very, very quickly. Yeah, 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 I bet, I bet. And that's something that I kind of I really want to experience more because as he said, it's that kind of exposure and being uncomfortable in it. Am I right in thinking that that film is going to be out this year? Yeah, there's a good chance that it will be. So we're now in post-production, uh, currently going through sound design 
uh, and final director's cut. Um, and then it's it's very hard to say, but I mean, if we could sort of aim to have it published by like Halloween, that would be quite good as it's a hard comedy. Halloween would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. Cool. Well, I'll, I've, of course, listeners, anyone who wants to see that, any news we'll be sharing out. So don't worry, you'll be able to check that out when it is ready for watching. Um, but yeah, thanks for the insight on that. I'm sure we could talk um, feature length films all day, but there's a few more things I wanted to ask you, a bit more kind of conceptual stuff with film. But one thing I like asking people, and it's something obviously on this podcast we chat about a lot, especially reviewing films, but your inspirations, where where does your inspiration come from? Because I find people fall into two camps. There's people who are very like nerdy on film and love studying it and have a lot of encyclopedic knowledge and will go when i'm making a film i want to be like this person or like this but a lot of and then on the other camp of people who've just watched a lot of stuff and just find an art kind of organically a style comes from them and then once they think about it they're like okay yeah uh, that's the direction we go on but do you first of all have any set inspiration that you draw from and how have you gathered your inspiration over the years mm, now that's that's a good one um <clears throat> I think for me it's a balance because I am nerdy about films mm-hmm. and I do spend almost all day watching YouTube, um, you know, in terms of and all reading and all reading books. Um, uh, and rather than turning that into something encyclopedic, um, which is c- can be handy, but it's kind of more taking all of those concepts and sometimes you need to be technical and you need to be specific with the information that you use to make films um how's it like you know like we say it becomes chaotic right but i think i think it was jay diller it's nothing to do with film you know he's a a hip-hop producer but he said you know you listen to that thing he's talking about music obviously and you take the energy from that uh, whatever may, it made you feel, like Lord of the Rings, every time I watch it, it, get, it makes me feel something inside, something like um, pure and and just awesome. I, I just love it. Uh, the Peter Jackson ones, obviously. And then you take that energy and you use it to create something else. Um, and all the rest is um, is more to do with the craft, I think. It's more to do with, um, you know, when you, I do spend all day, you know, as I say, taking in that information um but you know i could talk about that you know to i'm blue in the face but that's all out there you go find that um but inspiration can come from anywhere and like today i was watching it was a film related thing it was wes anderson and i love his films because they're so unique they're so strange they're beautifully sort of symmetrical um they're very uh quirky his characters feel real but they're also kind of odd um but the energy and the way that the thing that I took from him is the way he spoke about film, the way that he clearly loved it um, is how I feel about it. And even like some days I just think, oh, what I'm really struggling with my motivation here. And and then I remember something like that and, and it comes it comes back. Um, but like, you know, in terms of of motivation, sometimes, you know, motivation comes and goes and so does inspiration. And that's when you fall back on the technical stuff. Um, the encyclopedic stuff um, and and that's that's fine you've got that system you've got your discipline to fall back on that's a really good example of that on the um, project that we just did yeah when we were in that room and it just didn't feel right oh which one was that when we were filming the keeper on, oh on, on yeah and so- yeah. something about yeah, this yeah. didn't feel right we were both I think we we were both coming down with an illness at that oh, point. Oh man, yeah. So yeah, we were brutal. both like yeah. mind fog city sort of a thing. So it was very much we'd reverted back to almost basic principles like right framing, <laughs> mm-hmm. lighting, just sort mm-hmm. of pu- pushing through this sort of weird feeling. But something about this shot just didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. And then we... How did we solve it? You solved we it. We brought it back. It? We came right back out and then oh the door yeah so tom framed it in in the door frame and there was a mirror and it was oh man it was great and that was a really good example of falling back on like basic principles Mm because my thought process there Mm. was what is wrong with this image it's flat okay well we've got no foreground background right what can be foreground so like Mm. yeah i think you you can draw inspiration from a lot and i 
but I think a lot of it will come down to feeling. I'm sure you've yeah. noticed this when you've been on um, set as well and you're framing up. It's, yeah. Mm. When you get a good frame or when you set up and it looks really good, there's like this buzz about it. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, well, and the film and in video is all about feel anyway because the end consumption of it is somebody watching it to get an emotion or a message like your aim of making a film isn't so someone can sit there and technically pick it apart and go that's great it's always nice when someone does that but the vast majority of viewers the audience are there to get a feeling from the film so if the feeling you get when you're shooting it isn't right you need to kind of adjust that and do it and uh, yeah i totally agree that emotion and feeling is a big thing when you're putting something together and and as you say there the inspiration isn't necessarily always there or the energy and you've got to fall back on the the technical elements but sometimes you've kind of got to inspire yourself from your previous work you've got to like okay i have done this before i know that going through these motions and the rigors of it will lead to something that works so believe in that and and inspire yourself from it yeah which is yeah I, i totally get get on board with that in terms of inspiration then going forward and from your own work obviously what you then create kind of forms a bit of a path to the future and that's something that i like about film is like you're on a journey to where you go next you never really know exactly what the end point is but you're going somewhere else but in terms of visions of where you like to take both of your filmmaking whether that be together or on individual roles that you're trying to push it to do you have any specific aims that you want to do whether it be um a set type of film or a set style or just people you like to work with is there anything you're thinking okay yeah this is this is where i want to be in the future i think we we both really enjoy being on film sets whether that's corporate Mm. commercial or creative but certainly creative is where we I wouldn't say have more fun because I think we have fun on everything that we do, but certainly it's more, it gets like the juices flowing in your head and you're able to have a bit more of a play with it. It's much more enjoyable in that respect. But yeah, certainly pushing into more creative stuff. But we we understand that like commercial pays for creativity. So being able to do all the corporate and sort of like adverts and all that sort of stuff, Mm -hmm. that's really important. So I definitely wouldn't mind if that's what mm. we ended up doing. But I know that you've got a feature film that you've written. I've got one in the works. Yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> kind of. I, mean, like I kind of hate it now. percent Classic writer, just like, oh, oh yeah. I didn't realise you hated it. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've, I've buried that. That's in the, it's not in the bin yet, but it's close to the I bin. I will on fish the la- it out you know, of the bin. I'll put the icon put just next to the bin. It's far too good for that. Oh, I don't know, we'll see. I mean, yeah, I think to- what Tom said, that, but honestly, for me, I'm happy with a camera in my hand. If, if someone's going to pay me to essentially play with camera stuff all day, I know it's, that's a, an oversimplification because we know it's hard. Filmmaking is hard. But, you know, that I am happy. I'm so happy. And for me, it's like, I don't know about future aims and stuff like that. I'm very much grounded in, in the here and now. But it's like, if my every day is me having something to do with uh, creating uh anything to do with videography or filmmaking um or or the you know the wider world of um the creative arts and be able to pull in some kind of um salary is the wrong word but you know pulling money from that that is financial stability and enjoyment in your work that is the way to live yeah indeed i don't know whether there's like some sort of ceiling to this because at some point the further you into this you go the stress level will increase i imagine DPing like a like a blockbuster exactly i think that's it like honestly i think your ambition just as your ambition grows so does the challenge so i think you always feel inadequate for the task um Mm -hmm. but it's what counts is that you don't stop um and like today just like i've been swimming in i call it swimming in treacle when i'm just like you know, I'm working on this VFX thing. It's like tracking this thing to a phone and it should be simple and it's not, it doesn't look right. And it's just like, oh, just before this phone conversation, that's where I was at, you know, in that deep in that world. But I think uh, if you're obsessed enough, uh, then you will put in the work um, and you really do need to put in the work, especially if you don't have that formal training. I think a lot of people these days, um, well, not a lot of people, but I think some people have a mindset of like, because there's a lot of YouTubers and stuff out there that it is as easy as having a camera 
and a good lens and some good lights and that's it. I'm ready, it's gonna look good. And then you set it all up and you're like, wow, that looks like garbage. And then you realize that actually there's so much craft and, and skill there. I think, well, no, I think you're right. Anyone, like phone cameras nowadays are amazing. Yeah. Anyone can film something. Yeah but making it look good and giving you that yeah. feeling that we talked about earlier. That's yeah. a whole different, like uh, that's your personality coming through. That's all that totally. sort of good stuff. And that's the skill there, isn't it? Because like with phone cameras, like often people are saying, okay, is this going to replace cameras or <laughs> do you even need to do anything that? But no, it's just it's... another tool within yeah. um, the arsenal there as in any other development in camera or camera gear is. But the fundamentals are, creating stories communicating with people yes phone cameras are fantastic and you can use that in a certain way but in the same way you would change lens or you would uh, change camera angle or stuff like that to give a different experience phones are used in that and it, yeah it's just another way and as, as you said right at the beginning it all comes down to what are you putting into it in terms of the energy in terms of the vision the story that you're sharing that's what ultimately comes out of it just another one in terms of when you said that you love being on location. Um, and again, something that kind of fascinates me in the world of filmmaking is how sets are built, but how different locations are utilised. And the fact that you've been through this experience on a feature shooting in all different sorts of locations. What is your kind of like dream location to shoot on in terms of facilities, but also areas that you're working with? Where do you find, or, or if there are any examples where you've worked on a location like, this gives me some really great creative freedom and I, I've loved what I've been able to achieve here. Yeah, I th you know, that's a, a great question. I can see that uh, that Tom is, is just pregnant with an answer. I right can't now. remember what it's called, but yeah. I'm also quite a nerd. But the new, what's, have you seen the LEDs? Oh, oh, you're the talking volume. about the volume. The volume. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. Oh my dope. gosh, I'd yeah, love Because yeah. you could be anywhere there, right? Yeah. And I'm okay. not like, yeah, yeah. you know, I do like traditional filmmaking actually being in places, but man, I think that would be fun Whoa. to try. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, the volume is is crazy. What you can do. I think the latest thing I saw with that being used was um, eighteen ninety nine, um, and it's yes, on Netflix. I watched that. Yeah, yeah, that the whole thing. And my my father told me to watch the making of afterwards. Yes, it's great. And I didn't yeah. realize that half of that was well, all of it. Same, and I know about the volume and like, um, and they also made dark, which they didn't use it, but that was the first one. Yeah, they made. but. Uh, the Mandalorian was the first show, um, uh, you know, the Disney one, uh, that uh, used it. And I had no idea. I was like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> you know, I saw it. And and although it's kind of not a location um, that, well, it is because there's, I believe there's only a couple of these volumes in existence right now. Um, I could be wrong there. Um, you know, perhaps your audience will be able to correct us on that. But um, it's a great thing. I don't know how mobile it is because it's a humongous I device. I, but I think the point is that it's not mobile, but you can bring anything you want anything to it. Anything you want to it. That is the point. Because like the sound yeah. stage rotates. Absolutely. And the cameras track with it. Yeah. Augment this. Oh, so it's unreal. like augmentation, tracking data, you know, so that you can create realistic parallax, but also um, having the, the light mapping just there. Right, because obviously yeah. they had to solve how the Mandalorian could be filmed not on location, but of course he had the metal, uh, mm -hmm. and that reflects yeah, the and practical everything. reflections from yeah. like an actual physical light source. So green screen would have been an absolute nightmare. nightmare. So it, it <laughs> makes sense, you know. I, I, it looks so much better than episode one, two, and three. They are beloved films to me, uh, as in Star Wars one, two, and three. Um, I mean, they're, they're quite silly, but because all the lightsaber fighting as a kid, it was like amazing. But you can see now how that doesn't hold up but uh and like as in terms of real locations i think it's hard to say until you're there but i mean recently we filmed a music video and it's a place like literally like what half an hour down the road and it's this like oh, moorland hill. yeah clear hill and it's absolutely there's these radar towers up there and um it changes up there on a dime as in the weather and and you have this fog rolling in and then it just reveals these this kind of orb and it's this radar tower, um, and there's this other radar station there that's, um, I think it's kind of abandoned now. You can't really go up there, uh, but you sort of can, it's but you're not allowed. Quarry as well, isn't yes, it? and yeah, it's same. hewn into the rock. And, and uh, that, honestly, being there, and, and then when that we- That was proper filmic oh, location. Amazing, and we, were, yeah. we had to solve this thing, of course, um, in, in this video where, you know, you have someone running, and how do you get like a smooth tracking shot 
um, of that whilst you're out there on roads and on rough surfaces and stuff um, without having like a Segway or, or a dolly. So we literally, we were just chucking Tom in the boot um, with a gimbal and like filming with a, with a car and, and basically a lot of communication. And we were up there doing that. And um, there was a moment there of, of presence when I was just stood looking out on this foggy scene and it was just like, wow, this is what we do. And, uh, and that, you know, that's one of those projects where it's a free project. People volunteered their time which was amazing. We worked with amazing bunch of filmmakers who we sort of help each other out, um, not in any formal sense, really. We just kind of, um, if, you know, people need to borrow a lens or you need, you know, someone to come along for the day or whatever, you know, we, we help each other out in, in that kind of way. So it was really nice. Yeah, and being we, on that location, I realised that, you know. We're definitely trying to build community around. Uh, this might, one, one of the other businesses that I run, it's certainly, I've got other businesses, which I think the normal mindset of some people in any industry would be like oh these people have got a conflict of interest they want to do the same work that I'm doing whereas it's it's not we've got a whatsapp group and we call ourselves titans of industry and it's basically like if one of us doesn't have enough work we'll literally go anyone got anything I can jump on sort of thing we're all building each other up and I really 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 like that ethos so we're trying to instill that into sort of like the fact that we're building each other up Mm. and then we've got sort of like this wider circle in the community yeah Just... and that's one, one of the great joys of film isn't it it's, it's a hugely collaborative effort that involves so many different skills and mm. uh, ideas that you can do that and i think that's one of the biggest satisfactions of it in the end is that you know there's been so much put into it by different people you've worked together and you've created something bigger than everyone involved with it uh so yeah i think that mindset serves very well all the way through just before we wrap up, because um, we have been chatting for a good amount now and I thoroughly enjoyed it, um, but I just wanted to ask, is there anything specifically you're working on at the minute or in the near future uh, that you'd like to chat about um, before we say our goodbyes and thank yous? Yeah. Uh, Couldn't possibly say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, are, we, are, we do have quite a big opportunity to come in. We're not actually allowed to talk about that one, which always makes it sound really good, though, I think. Yeah, that. I think, I think so it's better just saying that. Makes it sound even bigger than it is, but it is pretty It's pretty the biggest there. thing to happen to us. Yeah. It's, yeah, in terms of, like, springboarding careers, it's the high dive platform yeah, right yeah. into the deep end. It's quite scary. But um, in terms of stuff, uh, so that's cool. <laughs> so we'll have to leave that's, that mystery yeah. hanging yeah. where All it is. We've got some centre hooks to that one. Indeed. But Soon. We, uh, we, have, we are working on that music video um, for a very talented friend of mine um, who is uh, kind of resetting his brand and his image and stuff. So um, I kind of also can't say massive amount of that, but... It's, uh, I can say the name of the video, it's Moving Apart, it's called Moving Apart currently, um, and it's very uh, dynamic, interesting, it's more of a short film than it is a music video, Definitely. so put a lot of weight to that. There's some really interesting in-camera yeah. stuff that happens in that that I think will yeah. surprise people. We went all in on, on that. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and, and like, you know, there were certain bits where... We got to a location. I don't want to spoil the the magic trick too much of what was going on, but you know, we'd written it. Um, I'd theorised how these things should work on paper um, because they're kind of brain teasers uh, in terms of like how you actually film some of these things. And you know, I think there was definitely one moment where we were in a location. It was minus six uh, at night, uh, and we, you know, we sort I was of in a t-shirt. Yeah, in a yeah, as, as per usual, a gilet and a, a t-shirt, <laughs> classic. And um, and then we looked at each other and like, I think you said something like, how does this work? And I was just like, I don't know. And then there's a whole crew there. like, And then you just have to be like, yeah, guys, so let's go. Um, you hold that. And oh, here we go. And um, and it worked out in the end. And it and it's, it's... And there was another one that Tom solved. We didn't actually have a slider at the time, but... Tom solved this shot with PLS. It's called a PLS now, and it sa- makes it sound fancy, but basically all it is is a slick surface, uh, which is made by polish and a, and a bit of cardboard with a camera on top. And it's amazing. Like when you see the actual result, you're like, wow. But if you'd have seen the BTS, it was just like, what is this? Right, right, okay, polish on, and then you know, off we go. So, and then 
the other thing we're working on, I know we're kind of shooting through these quite quick, but um, the... Showreel pieces. Yeah, there's a showreel piece that we worked on that ended up turning into a short film and one that... Mm. Definitely I, yeah. will be putting into Worcester Film Festival. I think so. It, it was just supposed okay. to be... We went out into the woods with... Um, I mean, I'm obsessed with plans and, like, you know, if it's not, you know, right in, in my head already and I haven't got, like, a diagram, it's all, like... But we just went out there and, again, we just relied on the principles. We went back, OK, if we were filming stuff for coverage, what would we, what, what would we do? How would we do it? Um, and we relied on that, but then... We also had that creativity in the moment to create something uh, very simple, very, very simple. But um, Meg gave an amazing performance in that. And she's very, the emotion, yeah. like she had like two lines or like one line really. And, and she had to portray this entire thing. Yeah. And off the back of that, there is now a, a, an entire short film. Yeah. And, and she managed to actually bring up a tear without any, any, any aid of anything. Just amazing. But... Yeah, incredible. And and so that we kind of I ended up doing some ADR for, for the sort of bad guy character who's off camera. Um, and it, yeah, it's ended up really cool. Um, and apart from from filmmaking stuff, my new latest obsession is nothing to do with film, but we want to actually oh, turn it into something. Film, it, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Lord of the Rings, I mentioned earlier, what I loved about Lord of the Rings so, so much was the amount of miniatures that they used and they filmed. Uh, uh, and they used you know a lot a lot of trickery, but real life in camera trickery with scale and all sorts. But I am a hobbyist with um, you know like Warhammer stuff. I just love the painting process, and I find it very uh, therapeutic in between shoots and stuff like that. Something else to obsess over. But I've made rather large uh, <laughs> what they call like a gaming table, but it's like terrain. Uh, and I think we we've, we've got to film it. We might do some like. We've got to, we'll get my green screen material out and uh, perhaps we'll VFX ourselves into it or something. But we kind of, we're really interested in getting into filming realistic miniatures. I've got a long way to go. I'm a beginner really on this stuff. But it looks unbelievable. He's been incredibly humble. I don't think so. But, you know, I'm watching, <laughs> I'm watching videos of like on YouTube of the best people in the world that make this stuff because why not? Um, so I've got a kind of high bar that I've set myself and I'm, I'm finding how hard it is to work with epoxy and stuff like that. <laughs> um, but I mean, could we, um, are you, you're filming this, right? This will go out on a... No, we're just, we're just on audio here. No, okay, fair enough. Well, we can't show you, but... but if you've got any photos, I'd be happy to... Uh, yeah. Or any video you want to share out, I can put Maybe it on Maybe when it's Instagram. done, I was just going to literally... To the video. We'll probably do a video. Yeah, we, we'll have to do that. And perhaps we'll ask you to... Get in front of a green screen and, and we'll put you in in there as well because that'd be so to. funny. Would love to. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> sounds amazing. This sounds know. amazing. An absolute like uh, left field avenue. It sounds very exciting <laughs> yeah. oh and um, anything to mix it up a bit. Two sounds red armchairs for the Matrix just by the side of the lake. Yeah, have you got any red armchairs over there? I'm sure we can make something happen. We'll I'll, make it. I'll work. reupholster something. <laughs> yeah well of course yeah and i'm sure that's your um left field hobby um there you go i'll yeah. get into that yeah yeah get into it definitely <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah sounds excited and very excited by like you said um just the short film ideas you've got and and just diving into that and it's always great to chat to you both just to kind of share the energy of going into new areas making things happen and um, i'm sure there's a lot of excitement for the for the year to come um, but hey, we could chat about this forever in a day, but I think this is probably going to be a good time to wrap it up as yeah. we've had a very, very healthy conversation diving into a lot of areas. And I'm now very excited to go and do some more filmmaking. And I'm actually going to go and watch Lord of the Rings tonight. I was planning on watching it anyway. And now you've yes. said it, it seems like, <laughs> seems fate. So I'm going yeah. to go and uh, bed in for that. For this Light evening. the beacons, Marcus. Light the beacons. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Thank you very much, guys. I know uh, it took us a while to get there. We've been chatting about it for ages, but it's been well worth having a chat. I'm sure not only will we collaborate in the future, but we'll, you'll appear on the podcast again. I know Tom's already um, popped up in the past in a little interview at the Worcester Film Festival episode, if you've not already checked that out. Um, but yeah, it was great. As I said, love chatting about film, love sharing the energy, and I'm sure that'll uh, rub off on the listeners. So I hope the rest of the year goes really well for you both, and I look forward to seeing you both again soon. So you thanks too. for joining. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you, and you.
there we have it. What a fantastic, invigorating conversation that was with Tom and Hayden. I hope you all got the energy from it that I was feeling. I'm sure you did. And I'm very excited to keep up with what they've got planned over the next year. I really enjoy these conversations because I love hearing everyone's roots into film and videos and the paths it takes them on as we chatted about in this conversation people get into it in different ways it's not just one linear path but everyone gets inspired by the different forms of creativity working with each other and it's that collaboration element i love these guys talked about a lot and that's what keeps me inspired and i hope all of you listeners felt that as well as i said and as they said they had a lot of projects they were teasing the feature film which is due to come out this year 2023 i'll be sharing all of that out we'll get that out on the glacé film club instagram whenever they've got news when any of any of the guests have news we'll get that out to you but if you want to keep up to date with what they're doing if you want to check out tom's account that's wolf underscore collective media that's wolf underscore collective media and then hayden is under imuto films that's spelled i-m-m-u-t-o F-I-L-M-S. Keep up to date with what they're doing. Hey, reach out with them. Nice guys. Always happy to chat. They're always up for collaborating. If you've got some big film ideas, want to get stuff going. And that has inspired me as well. I want to get out there as well and make some more films off the back of what we chatted about that. And I hope you all do too. This is what the Glass A Film Club's all about. Bringing creative people together. Having conversations. Diving into the world of film and video. Well, Tom and Hayden, thank you once again for joining me for that conversation. That was fantastic. I loved it. And to the listeners, there's plenty more film reviews coming up. Keep checking out our feed on both Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Android Podcasts, wherever you're listening to us. Subscribe, leave us a good review if you could. It does help us. Keep checking us out on Instagram, like I said, the Glass 8 Film Club and We have got plenty more guests coming up. So if you like these conversation episodes, please let us know. Suggest the type of people you want us to speak to. We're trying to cover a whole host of different areas in film and video so we get views, opinions, insights to everything film and video related. Until next time, that was another episode of the Glass A Film Club podcast. I'll see you all later.